Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? What's happening? Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's like this time I'm laughing at Dan's face. Yeah, Dan was, was like all of a sudden they're like, ah, we're at the end of it. <laughs> Literally, the the intro music is so long. Dan got lost in another coffee. conversation, and then he's like, ah. <laughs> That's when I do wish we had a camera yes, so people could have seen Dan good. freaking. I got comfy, and I was like, I got another ten, and it's done. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, Dan. Yes, you took Steve. that little one week hiatus from us. <laughs> one week is too long. Right. Yes, it was. Absolutely. But you guys did fantastic without me. It's great. Mm-hmm. A little, a little more high class. I like it. It was a little. <laughs> Brother, never use the word high class with um, Hank Meadows. Okay, okay. It was a little more gray poupon. Uh, no, it, no, 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 buddy. It is bologna and cheese around this jank with me. You know what I'm saying? So I, listen, Old Chatham steak. I had to. F- I fussed at my mate. Were you out in the Commons area? With we just came out of revival. Yep. Ryan Edwards preached the Excellent. white off the rice. Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, figure that one out. That came to me the other day. But I told him, he used the word introspection. And so we're in the commentary, and I said, don't you dare ever use a word like that in my pulpit again, brother. You will not be bringing no high-class words to my pulpit. I was going to say, I, and I think that one's real. Like, we'd it's, be happy yeah, if we just make, get you Ryan to, make, to use real words. words. Yeah. No. <laughs> Ryan doesn't make up words. And he said he was. He's, yeah, he's going to start working on it. Yeah, he though. said he's going to start making them up. For <laughs> if they're classy enough, we'll just assume he made them up. Yeah. It's okay. So I looked at him. I said, you use the word self-aware. That's how Hank says it in the pulpit. Instead of going introspection. Like that, yeah, that makes you want to stick your little pinky out there and eat gray poupon. It's, you're uh, right, Dan. Lie, Hank. I've never accused you of using the word self-aware. <laughs> I have used it many times in the pulpit. I think I'm very self-aware. You know, so what's up, Home Slice? Hey, surviving preschool. Surviving preschool. <laughs> now you want a reality show. Yeah. That's what you yes. need. Right there. Ooh, and yeah. then we got producer Dan, oh, the edit I'm, man, DJ Dan Dean. I'm firing on a cylinder. Lewis. Let's go. <laughs> I gave you a new name, buddy. Lewis. Lewis. Anyway, hey, we're in the book of Romans. Mona uh, smacked my hands <laughs> last night. Um, and I, I was going to go on to verse two of chapter one, since we only got through verse one last week. <laughs> and she said, you said we weren't doing that. I said, okay. So we're in verse 16 today. 16, Money, your 17. accent really kicked in there. <laughs> Well, you know, you I do my best. Or something. That was my northern accent. <laughs> Good <right>? grief. <laughs> The southern part of the north. That one. No, that's scary. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're we're in the book of Romans, tremendous um, book of the Bible, and we're gonna jump right in, and then next week we'll be in chapter two. It doesn't matter. So Dan, Mona's holding our feet to the fire. We're in chapter two next week. We get two well, weeks if in you a chapter. Say it, you kind of have to. Okay, do it. it's my show. We're bringing you over to Goose of Grace because we can't get out of a chapter for at least a month and a half. Well, <laughs> we are. It's you know. My show. I mean, you could just say, "Hopefully, we'll be in chapter nope, two. No, no, we're done. You, you, we you smacked my hands. My hands hurt now. So next week we're in chapter two. 
Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter what we do or we don't get through. Spend the day smacking preschoolers and then come over. Uh, and yeah, then come here and punch us in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Escalated. Yeah, quickly. So next, so next time we're in chapter two, which is, ooh, I got a lot of notes in my Bible on chapter two. Wow. Anyway, so Mona, you want to read verses 16 and 17, and then we're going to dive in. You read, Dan, you pray. Yeah. Showing my authority here today. <laughs> Mona, say no and see what he does. Yeah, right? I would be like, please. You might kick me off. I'd know I'd be like, <laughs> please. <laughs> you only want me to do 16, 17? Yep. Okay. All right. Romans 1, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time again where we can come together and and explore your word and enjoy each other's company while doing so. And we just thank you for those words that that we do not have to be ashamed of the gospel, that we know it is your word, it is holy, and it reveals truths about you that are priceless to us. So, Heavenly Father, we just ask that this time be blessed and that someone out there grow closer to you as a result. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So I want to start in verse 15. <laughs> <laughs> I could have read 15 if you wanted me. Um, <laughs> I will ruin the surprise. <laughs> well, actually, I'm gonna, we're going to go back real quick. I'm going to sort of get a little preface here. So remember what we said last week, Paul has never been to Rome right. at this point. So he's writing to a church body that he's never met. Yes. Um, it was established, they think, by one of Paul's, I hate to use this word, but his little minions that mm -hmm. he had out, you know. Um, and so, but he's writing to them basically how to build a church and mm -hmm. the doctrine of the church. Right. You know, this is called the church's constitution, however you want to put that. And so Paul is now... And he's writing to to the devil's lair, if you will. You know, it's where Caesar was. Right. And Paul's like, this is where I want to go. Mm -hmm. Listen to verse 15. I am eager yes. to preach the gospel to you right. in Rome. Right. I just get this picture of him sashayed in there <laughs> like, yep, my town, boys. <laughs> and bam, which it is, it's God's town. Right. And so, first off... And Dan, I know you're called to the ministry, and you're going to preach at some point. I don't understand preachers that don't that aren't eager to preach. Hmm. I was just getting ready to say the same thing. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. Is you get these that I don't know. Almost look forward to having a guest speaker because oh well, I don't have to do anything this week. You know, I, I get. To, and I mean, obviously, you know, pastors need rest, but. It's always good every so often to have one. I, you know, I'm very rarely out of my pulpit. Right. You guys know that. I'm rarely out because I love to preach. Right. And if right. you don't, why in the world would you do that? Why? Are you you know? Know? Yeah. <laughs> You're not making a killing off of it. <laughs> and let's just be honest the people you got to deal with. <laughs> If you're not called, why in the world would you do it? Exactly. Uh, if you're not called to preach and you're preaching, you're yeah. stupid. Yep. I'm sorry. It's just some of the stuff you yep. deal with. Yep. Um, I, I would legit preach every day if I could. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, yep. people don't believe it, but I would. I wish I could preach every day. Right. Now, after a while, I might need a break, <laughs> but I, I wish I but could that preach every there, day. that desire is there, absolutely. Oh, my right. goodness. So yep. he says that. And, and even, all right, now we're going backwards, not forwards. 
And I love this. Man, I want you to think when, when it comes to your mind when you hear these words. Paul says, I am under obligation both to the Greeks and to barbarians. Now, the barbarians were anybody that were not Greek. Mm-hmm. Greeks considered them that you guys are just barbarians because you're not as refined <laughs> as us Greeks are. So he, he says, I'm under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. When you hear somebody say, I'm under obligation to you, what, what do you think is being said there? Um, well, that it's required of him in that um, he, even if he wasn't eager to do it, that he needed to do it. He needed to preach even if he wasn't eager, but we know he was. But um, but just that it was, um, I don't a requirement. That's not. I don't even like that word though. Now that I'm thinking about it, he's obligated. I don't know. <laughs> but I think there. I know. I think you're right. It's sort of. I'm under obligation. It's like. It's almost like I'm under contract. To yeah, do this. yeah. 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 Like it's a requirement of my calling. Right. And I wonder how many. Oh, here we go, guys. <laughs> I wonder how many of us as believers are under obligation to do anything for Jesus. Right. So I got. I got a point, but I think it's. I think you're getting ready to make the point, but I'm going to go ahead and make the point because I love it. So. Did he talk in circles right there? Has he been around me for so long yeah, that now yeah, he's starting yeah. to so, talk no, like me in a circle? Yeah. So we started. I love that fact. We started with 15, but let's go in normal order and not go backwards. <laughs> he starts with it. How many people say, I have an obligation and I'm eager to carry it out? Yep. That's right. That's where like, I was going. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, the, that's why it feels so weird to say it's an obligation right. because it is an obligation because we're his and we're we're meant to to carry out his, you know those things that please God and those things that he sets us apart for but to do so should be the biggest joy in our lives even yep. though it's an obligation you hit it yep. it is to be a joy your christian walk is not to be something that is killing you yep. it is not to be a burden that's the word i was looking mm-hmm. for when i said killing you <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't think of the word. It's not to be a burden like you're some pack mule that Jesus has thrown it all on your mm-hmm. back. It is to be joy. You get the privilege to serve the King of Kings. Yes, yeah. You get the privilege to serve the one who died for you and gave his life so that you could have life. I love the quote Ryan Edwards this week. There are bad people and there's Jesus. Yes. Mm. Right. Mm. Right. That's the only two people... Quote, and I just spit all the way across the room. Y'all like, glad I'm not right it went right the there, buddy. Waterproof mic. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, this is mine. <laughs> you know, he was talking about, people say that I'm, you know, I'm not a bad person. I'm good. No, no, no. There's only bad people and Jesus. Mm. Period. Right. There's a whole lot of truth in that little sentence. Yep. My Lanta. Yep. The problem is most of us don't see ourselves as a bad yep. person. We're, we're not introspective. <laughs> <laughs> Big word, yeah. So, I, so I went backwards with a purpose. I'm sure you did. And Dan, you you did. You followed my trail, okay. buddy. If you're in this head, buddy, I feel for you, man. If you're starting, so room for activity. Yeah. So you're under obligation, and you're eager to do it because the King of Kings has spoken into your life, and He's called you, and He's given you the ministry. Remember Colossians chapter one, verse twenty-five. I've been given this ministry for you. Mm. It's for others. What we have is for others. Right. That means you ought to be wanting to share. And, you, and it doesn't matter what that ministry is. By the way, let's let's take a one quick technical timeout. Yeah, Paul was called to preach. Hank's called to preach. Dan's called to preach. Mona's called to teach. If you're called to park cars, right. You are under obligation, mm-hmm. and you are to do it as if that's the most important thing yeah. in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. because God called you, and there's nobody. <sighs> the preacher has a role. The custodian has a role. The teacher has a role. 
The parking lot attendant has a role. Everybody has a role, and that's what makes the kingdom of God work. Right, mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. I don't. I can't stand preachers <laughs> that think they're better than the flock they right. their pastor. Yeah. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> I, I want to let it hang. I want to let people begin to say. I, I don't like. I, I really yeah. can't. I don't yeah. like the pastor who thinks he's above everybody else, and and no one should talk to him. Yeah. Get over yourself, man. Right. You are you are a redeemed, blood bought sinner just like everybody yes. else, brother. Yes. yes. On and got me fired up. <laughs> I blame you too. Anyway, so <laughs> you're just... <laughs> so you're under obligation. Mm-hmm. Get ready because I'm coming to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're under obligation, but you're eager. Yes. And then he gives us the reason why. Right. Right. What that leads to. <clears throat> I am not ashamed of the gospel. I wonder how many believers could sign their name to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? I want both of you to think about it for a minute. What does it mean when it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel? What is that in your, your mind? What comes to your mind's eye? Um, well, when I think about that, I think about um, <clears throat> just that you don't hesitate to share. You don't hesitate to talk about it. You don't hesitate to, um, bring God into the conversation. You don't hesitate to do the work that he's put in front of you. Um, because when think about what, it, what does it mean to be ashamed mm-hmm. to be, if you're ashamed of something, then you don't want to talk about it. You're going to hide from it. You're, um, you know, you're not going to let anyone know you're part of that. Um, so it, it's the opposite of those things. Why are you laughing? I had an illustration, but I can't use it. <laughs> That's why. Great, great, great. Dan, what do you uh, think? Yeah, I was, was going to be quiet in the corner and let you guys just go on there. No, um, so, and I think we've had this conversation before on this podcast even. It's it's not being unaware of the cost because we, we look to Jesus and Jesus was absolutely aware of the cost. It's counting it as not, counting as not holding up or not uh, being worthwhile to go the other way when you look at the cost. So so you look at the cost, but everything that the gospel gives you is worth far more than the cost of what this world can throw at you in response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul, to say he wasn't ashamed of the gospel, that's a whole lot mm-hmm. in it. He, you know, I, I, got, I, I stole this from another guy. I heard him say it one time. Paul wasn't ashamed of the person of the gospel, he wasn't ashamed of the purpose of the gospel, right. and he wasn't ashamed of the power of the gospel. Mm. Right. And as a result, Paul preached the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. So what is the gospel? Let, we may have somebody out there listening. You know, They may be in a different country, and they're somehow listening. And, and they're, what is the gospel, Mona? So the gospel is, well, gospel means good news. Okay. So it's the good news of what Jesus has done for us. Or it could be somebody lost in America. Let me make sure I make that yeah. same thing. Okay. <laughs> so it's the good news of what Jesus has done for us and the sacrifice that he made by giving his life and dying on the cross and then thus paying the penalty for our the sins that we owe. He paid it so we don't have to pay it. Um, and so that's the good news. That's the gospel. So why would somebody be ashamed of that? What does it do when you get to the gospel? I, I want to fully vet this really quickly. I don't know that we've ever done this, and, mm-hmm. and, and shame on us. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have. I mean, we're in episode 80-something, so I don't know. I was just saying, somebody was saying it was his show, so I'll put the point on 
True that. <laughs> My words always come back to bite me in the tuchus. <laughs> at salvation, what happens? So I at, mean, yeah, you 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 what what you're looking at me, she's looking at me like, is this a trick question? No. So at salvation, then your sins are forgiven. Okay. And then you receive justification. So once you are saved, then when God looks at you, he doesn't see you as a sinner anymore. He sees Jesus' righteousness on you, and that's your justification. All right, and what transaction takes place? It's called the great exchange. What trans- well, because we Jesus t- took our sins on the cross, and we then take his righteousness. So as a result, I'm trying to get you to a place, and I didn't word it last minute. We were bound for. So we were bound for hell. And as a result of our salvation. Now we're going to heaven. That salvation. Right, right. And and so that's what he's not ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's and he, he's what Paul's saying is, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And then he goes on, for it is the power of God for salvation. Dan, here's you. I've been picking on Mona. <laughs> I know I've thoroughly. Any other it. way, be ready. <laughs> this is what happens when we let him be in charge. Feisty. Any other way to get saved other than, than Jesus being the power of salvation? Oh, I like these questions. Nope. He gave him a You sure? One. Yeah. All right, give me a verse to back it up. Either way, the truth and the life. Okay, give me another one. <laughs> uh, There's so many. Listen, I love no, I, I'm getting like pieces of all of them. Yeah. Um, uh, by for by no other name shall be saved. Go. You guys are reading by that. Yeah, there's none other name given under heaven yeah, by which one can be saved except the name Jesus. I knew you were going there. Go. Go. I, I love it. Smoke. There's out. no. He is the power of God for mm-hmm. salvation. And he, and oh, did did Ryan peel the paint last night with this next statement? For everyone. For everyone. Mm. Yes. To, yeah. Yes. Come on, give me a little bit of what he gave well, us last night. Or your own, go your own place. No, well, I just, I mean, I loved how he talked about the people that are listed there in Acts 1 that were there in the upper room waiting for the Spirit and how um, each of them were so different. And and, um, and we can trace Jesus' life because obviously those who are in the upper room were with Jesus, yeah. and that's why they were there. Yeah, so think about this, because he and I had the conversation yesterday and we were doing some riding, and we were talking about, he was just sort of walking through his sermon a little bit, gave me, you know, a little bit, and, and we got stuck on this. Can you imagine the conversation between Simon the Zealot? Right. Zealots were hating Rome. Mm-hmm. They were about overthrowing Rome, and Matthew, and then Matthew came, right? the tax collector, <laughs> right. who was a Jew that worked for Rome. For Rome right, I'm right. Sure that like, can you imagine the conversation <laughs> between those two dudes? And you want to tell me that the power of God does not change us? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. How those two could work together, right. obviously they did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Neither one of them was named Judas. Right. <laughs> for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And you want to tell me that you can't work with somebody or be changed yeah. enough? Right. Okay, so go ahead. Well, no, I I mean, I was just going to say all those people, so you can just trace Jesus' life and see how he interacted with with everyone. And, and um, he, I mean, there is one account where that um, he let the late, a woman know that he was here for the house of the, house of the Jews, and she 
reminded him that even the dogs eat crumbs. And so then he, okay, you okay, can wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you really think he was trying to tell her that he no, wasn't going to help all, her? Not at I all. think he was just, but, he knew what yes, she was going to do. And getting, yeah. Right. And getting out of her, which. You, got, you see, she and I are making hand, we're making hand gestures. One of days we'll switch to video. <laughs> no. But, but so that's the only time that's recorded that he discoursed about that. Right. But, um, so you can see him interacting with all with everyone. Mm-hmm. And so if Jesus interacts even the with lepers. Everyone, yes, yes, the ones who are cast out, the ones the um the one, you know, that's begging on the side of the pool for how many years and yeah. and um no you you know that if he was laying at that side of the pool for that many years that he was ignored for mm-hmm. that many years. But Jesus didn't ignore him. And so, well, the lepers who—I mean, I want to go back to yeah. the lepers couldn't be touched, right? Mm-hmm. And the one we have that Jesus touched him. Yeah. Right. I mean, they would walk down the street going unclean, un- yelling unclean, right. unclean, right. unclean. So you get out of the way, and most of them were outside the city walls. And yet, years that they had gone without any human contact, right? Mm-hmm. right. And Jesus comes yeah. and touches yes. him, right? Right. So you see him interacting with everyone, and so it should be to us. Um, a lesson that we need to be in contact Revelation with chapter 7, verse 9, yes. from every nation, yes. tribe, and right. tongue. Right. It's for everyone. So often we try to make it ex- exclusivistic. Mm. And it is in the sense of you got to come by way of Jesus. Jesus. Right, yeah. right. But the it's method. not. Right. Yeah, right. the method right. is. But the truth is, it, do, it, it doesn't matter your race, your gender, your socioeconomic standing, your nationality. Your It doesn't matter anything. Right. It just matters you come to Jesus. Right. There's not, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, any go anywhere with that. It right. doesn't matter. Right. If you are a human, you are a candidate for salvation. Right. That's a great statement. Right. Because everyone means everyone. Every one. Right. Doesn't leave anybody Every single out. one. Right. And it says, who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek? For in it is a, here is a great statement. For in it is a righteousness of God is revealed. What, what are we getting at with that, man? That it's in it. So in it is obviously the salvation, the gospel. For in it is the righteous, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed. What's he talking about? It's shown that God is right. It shows that God is, it show, it, here's what's showing, that Jesus Christ fulfilled the absolute perfect righteousness of the law. And so as a result of him doing that and sacrificing his life on the cross for you and I, we then can come by the way of this one perfect sacrifice for all time. Yes, right. It's revealed because, listen, the righteous requirements of the law just didn't have to, weren't just able to go away. Right. God set them in stone. We've right. had that conversation. Right. Right. And so somebody had to fulfill the righteous requirements of the law. We needed somebody to live perfectly. We needed somebody to fulfill every stinking law there was. Which is why Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Bam. That's exactly what he and did. And it's the ultimate example that God doesn't change and he always keeps his promises. He didn't come in and make a new system. His system was already perfect. It just needed to be carried out. And, and, and for those that would say, well, you know, he had to, once man sinned, he had to figure that sucker out. Uh, let me take you to Genesis chapter three, <laughs> theological circles. It's called the pre-evangelon. <laughs> What it says, uh, and your seed will be against his seed, and his seed against your seed, and you will bruise his heel, and he will crush your head. That's the pre-evangelon. He had it already mapped out, brother. 
brother in the statement of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> if this gets any more highbrow, we're going to have to charge that, admission. Right? Let me tell you. <laughs> so you, you can't go there. And then you go through all the scriptures that point to Messiah. Mm. Yep. In the Old Testament, uh, Isaiah is chock full, especially the first 11 chapters. Mm -hmm. Psalm is chock full. Right. Exodus is a great picture of Jesus. All of it. And it's so then, then, you know, I want to say it again. And, and how good is God? He goes offline for 400 years between Malachi and, and the John the Baptist, basically. And the very first thing that he gives, gives us in the New Testament is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. On the very first page of the New, New Testament. Yeah. Right. It's the righteousness of God. Yes. Think about that. Well, and can you think of anything else, you know, after that 400 years, can you think of any other symbol that would mean so much? Nothing. Yeah. To, to point back to my promises still stand. Yeah. That yeah. never changed. Yeah, it, just because I hadn't gave you nothing, because yeah. you bunch of backwoods sinners, here's what I was talking yeah. about the entire time. Yeah. And it and it's Jesus. It's from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. What does that mean? You know, I, our time is running out again. Let's go. We, we What's got the righteous? Four minutes. Go ahead. Yeah. Go so, ahead, Mona. So what I found for that was that... Um, we go from the act of faith that we need to have in order to receive salvation and to receive God's um, righteousness to the faith that then is produced in our life as we are living by that righteousness, as we are living as redeemed people, then we grow in that faith. And so we start with faith, but then our faith continues to grow. As you mean we, there's a way we ought to live? There is a way we ought to live. Really? <laughs> you mean we don't get to live just like we used to? No, you can't. Why? Because you... You have an obligation. <laughs> there you go. I mean, you are, in a sense, you are obligated right. to live a different. And you should be eager to carry it out. Yeah, there you go. We come in full circle here. <laughs> not be ashamed. Yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> but it, isn't it true? You've heard me say it, and I stole it from Johnny Hunt. If there is no change, there is no Christ. Right. You cannot be a Ooh, I almost said something <laughs> good. Just a, a nasty, dirty, stinking sinner. Claim you got Jesus, who is the perfect, pure, sinless Lamb of God, and go back to living that way and think somebody going to believe you got Jesus right, living right, in your heart. Right. Liar. Right. You ain't got the lamb in there. You got the lie up in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, it, and it talks, I mean, it talks about that you'll know them by your fruit and that you, a good tree cannot people produce hate, you know bad You know people fruit. who hate that? Are the ones that aren't living That's it. That's right. That's right. I've never said that to someone who is living godly and striving to live in a Christian way and then get mad. But I have said it mm -hmm. to people who aren't. To the backslider. Right. Yeah. Or the tear. Mm -hmm. Go search that if you don't know what I'm talking about and not have them get mad at me. Right. And tell me how they quickly go to, oh, you're judging. You're judging. The Bible says you shouldn't judge. Well, uh, if you read First Corinthians, right. Paul says that we should judge one another as as believers. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you're mad that I'm judging you, then that might mean that you're not a believer. Hey, by the way, check me on it, okay? Go read First Corinthians. Yep. It's in there. there you go. Just like ragu. It's in there. <laughs> or prego, whichever one. What I was expecting, but it won't hit. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, it's in there. Uh, so anyway, all right, our time's done. How does it go so stinking fast, man? <laughs> it's fast. Take long. <laughs> you know, so, all right, sum it up. Let's go. Big thought. I don't care which one. I'm looking at Mona so I can stall for a minute. 
Big thought. Um, it's either you tell me a big thought or I start singing. Please. Wow. Please. <laughs> for, the, for the good of the podcast. <laughs> you know, well, so the, the last line there of 17 is a quote from Habakkuk. But it, it, it says, the righteous shall live by faith. Mm-hmm. And that is indeed how we are to live because because we are under obligation, because we're not ashamed, because we're eager to do it. Does it matter the circumstance? And it does not matter the circumstances. Because Habakkuk, the Was, circumstances yes, were terrible. Right. Go read it right. once again. Right. Go read it. It's in there. Right. Matter of fact, he says, well, and I'm confusing Joel and Habakkuk now. And, and Joel, you know, he says, I'm about to do something you won't believe. Uh-huh. Basically, he says the same thing in Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. I'm about to do something right. you're not going to believe. But trust me, right? I'm doing something. Right. That's the key when we're in the middle of the valley. God's doing something. Yes. And it does not mean you start living a different way. Right, right. So is that your thought? That's my thought. What was it's... it again? <laughs> that the righteous shall live by faith. Okay. It's so close to my thought. <laughs> it really, I thought I had something so good, and then I was like, "No, you put that much better." No, but it's, but it, you you got a choice. Either you're living by faith, or you're living by sight. Yeah, there you go. Okay, if you live by faith, the reason it doesn't change, the reason your circumstances don't matter, is because that faith came from the gospel. It can't be changed because it came from an unchanging God. Mm-hmm. If you're living by sight, you're relying on yourself or even worse, the world around you. So it's going to constantly be changing and you've got nothing to hold on to. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff, man. So can I back up and say, so we see from faith, for faith, by faith. And that should be our life right there. Yeah, that's good. It's right there. It's better than I ragu. Or, ragu, <laughs> whichever one it is. It's, it's in there too, buddy. So Follow me as Italian sauces. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. Here's Here's mine. If you love Jesus, you're not going to be ashamed of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And if you are, I love you. Check your salvation. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're ashamed of Jesus, um, hello, it also says it in the Bible. If you're ashamed of him in this generation, he'll be ashamed, he'll be ashamed of, of you in that generation. Or That's in a heaven. Thought, let me tell you. Uh, hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's the one that can cast you into outer darkness. In right. hell. So, anyway, man, good to have you back, Dan. Yeah, good yep. to be back. Uh, good, Miss Mona. Another solid. I think we were solid. I'd give us a, a probably a A plus. <laughs> I think it was good, man. I love how you pretended to have to think about yeah. it. <laughs> Two pluses or one plus? I don't know. Yeah. I, well, actually, literally, that's what I, think. I was like. Do I go two pluses or one plus? That's literally. You guys are starting to think like me. I'm telling you, it's not. We gotta leave you know, room for improvement. Scary, scary, scary. That's the reason I went one plus. I like, it. I like it. Although we could go three pluses. Is there anything? A plus, plus, plus. Anyway. Hey, love you guys out there. Let's pray real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you. God, help us all to understand that we are under obligation. Hmm. Our life, we lost the rights to it at Calvary. Hmm. We've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer us who live, but Christ who lives in us. In the life we now live, we live, we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave his life for us. So, God, it's your life. Use us. And we ought to be eager yep. to do kingdom work. Yep. God, help us to be that person. Lord, we love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. I got producer DJ Dan, the edit man, Dean, Dan, Ralph, Louie, <laughs> everything over there. The whole gang's yeah, here. Yeah, we're so glad you're back, buddy. Yeah. And, um, hey, three, two, one. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>